If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. And right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Along with the world's strongest man, Mark Henry, I'm Jonathan Hood. On this edition of Busted Open, Mark, we were able to talk about what happened in Greensboro at SmackDown as Kane made its big return to SmackDown. Unbelievable. I mean, I enjoyed seeing Kane and Daniel Bryan back together again. Team Hell No. And... Bray Wyatt got more than he was looking for. Also, we got a chance to see John Morrison in a singles matchup against Big E. It's good to see John Morrison back out there in his element. I think that not only was it good to see him in his element, Big E shine. Even with a loss, it's not something that you'll continue to look at. So we'll dive into that. Also, I'm so tired of the WWE blaming the fans. Every time there's a turn in this company, they blame me as a fan. Stop blaming me. They should be blaming you, but I think that you're right in the sense that the blame should be put on somebody in the locker room, and we'll talk about that on the Busted Open Podcast. Also, the weekly winner. You and I agree on something with the weekly winner. That's all part of our Busted Open Podcast right here. Kane looks good, man. I mean, is does, did he find a fountain of youth and didn't tell everybody? I know. I know that comes off that the heels Damn. of his interview with Steve Austin and to see him come out there as a surprise, by the way. And it seemed, you know, here's what's weird. It seemed normal to me, right? They, they start off the show with Kane like, oh, here comes Kane. It wasn't, didn't surprise me. I was just like, it was good to see him. I'm <laughs> just good to see him out there. It was good to see him. <laughs> just rolling out there like he always does, comes to the ring and cuts a hell of a promo. That's exactly what you wanted. If you're the WWE, here's the person that's experienced in the Royal Rumble. And he gets out there and gives you an eloquent promo, tells you how important the Royal Rumble is. That's the embodiment of the Royal Rumble because of how many people he's eliminated, thrown over the top rope. Well, and, and, and the fact that he's been around such a long time and has had history and people know and they identify battle royals with people, seeing people like Kane. You know, he's, he's, he's been featured in the Battle Royals. He's come out first. He's come out in the middle. He's come out at the end. He's been the special attraction in Battle Royals. He's been the guy that threw the most people out at one time. Like, you, you name a scenario, and Kane has been that guy. Yeah, I, it, it was just great to see him out there. I want to know what was in his mouth. Did you notice he had something coming out of his mouth? I don't know what that was. It's like a little something off the corner to of his mouth there that uh, he was chomping on. Um, but maybe he cut himself shaving or something. I don't know what that was. But I think the the ultimate thing is to see Kane and Daniel Bryan in the ring together because anytime you see the Fiend pop up, now you don't know what's going to pop off between the two. And the Fiend comes out there, and I thought, are we getting a match here? And then here comes Daniel Bryan. Now, all that worked for me. That's what you call an exciting segment, the the talking piece, the Fiend coming out of nowhere, and here comes Daniel Bryan with the fresh haircut and the, the fresh beard. And, and not only that, but, you know, they have such a illustrious history uh, to go forth and to bring that to right now. Uh, is something new for people that didn't watch 
uh, the Attitude Era that didn't watch the last 10 years of wrestling. They've only been watching for one to three or four years. Mm-hmm. Um, Daniel Bryan coming out and him surprising the Fiend. Like, Kane was the setup. And <clears throat> it was really, really cool to see um, Daniel with the scissors. I'm tired of being right. I'm just tired of being right. I said a couple of weeks ago, I was like, Daniel, the only way that you, the way you match crazy is with crazy. Mm-hmm. It's the only defense. And for him to be able to come out and get that established, wow, that's going to pay dividends in the match. It's really going to pay dividends in the match. You can sell, sell, sell. Daniel Bryan got himself a hair receipt. You saw that, right? I mean, oh he, yeah, he got he got yeah, grabbed a little. Play? Hair. Yeah, he got the dreadlocks. He got a hair receipt. Come here, let me get that baby hair. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what he did too. Did he? <laughs> he? He certainly did get it. He cut, hey, listen, man. I'm yeah. tell you, like I, I had a friend of mine a long time ago when I was in Colorado Springs at the Olympic Training Center. Mm-hmm. He was from New York, and in New York they have this thing where you get into a fight with somebody, they want to scar you for life mm. so they'll cut your face and he had a cut on his face and i was like damn man like what happened he was like oh man i was 17 man got in a fight with these dudes and they cornered me and one held me down and cut my face and i was like what? oh no i was like that's kind of how i feel when i see the fiend i feel like he's trying to scar people mm-hmm. he's trying to leave something on them that is mentally debilitating. And Daniel was like, I'm going to take it back. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And last night, Kane and Daniel devised a plan to scar the fiend. And I thought it was amazing. It was. And then at the end, you see Team Hell No. It popped the crowd in Greensboro. Always are are wary about some of these spots that WWE goes to, those traditional territory cities that's that's crockett town right there used to be crockett town nwa territory and that place was full and they were completely into it uh in greensboro last night i enjoyed that it was the best crowd of the week this was indeed the best crowd in pro wrestling of the week and Hmm. you know we we talk about on monday nights and uh on wednesdays the the crowd at AEW because they're doing nice arenas. And we talk about the crowd um, at NXT. You know, it's a smaller crowd, and it's uh, a crowd that's kind of like an in-house crowd. They, they, these same people come every week, and they, they might bring a friend with them. But it's for the most part, you, it's the same people. Mm-hmm. And same style of crowd. They know everybody's stick. Um, but last night that crowd was live. That was the kind of crowd that I used. If, if, if I was not in the first, excuse me, if I was not in the first match and I heard that reaction from the crowd, I started going, Oh yeah, here we go. I got, we got one. And it was one of those, we got one type crowds. What was it? But for you, it's a traditional wrestling territory. So you, when you you knew, looking at your your itinerary, where you were going from night to night, 
when you see Greensboro, you immediately think about the NWA. You, you think, well, these are true wrestling fans because they've seen it all. It doesn't matter that they – listen – in a place like Greensboro, the grandfathers were there, the fathers are there, probably the, the sons are there too. It's generational because they've been watching wrestling there since, what, the 60s, right? Even back before that with Mid-Atlantic. Oh, and, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, 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 yeah, I expected, I was wondering, like, how would this crowd respond? But it, it was in full force from top to bottom. That I know that if you're a performer, that's got to make you feel good. Like, man, you know what? It's, hot, it's a hot start. And every match, there's some fans that are into it. That's got to inspire the the wrestlers when they're in the ring. Oh, my God, yeah. I mean, you, we always talk about what goes on in the ring. We lead the crowd. But really, the the crowd is the driving factor. You know, you work for the audience. And mm-hmm. the reaction that you get dictates what's going to happen next. So, actually, the crowd is actually leading the match. It's not mm-hmm. the it's not the heel or the baby face and the story that's being told. No, no, no. You're working for the audience. You're working for the reaction. And when you get one, uh, it leads to, oh, that work? Well, wait till they get a load of this. And then right. you start pulling stuff out the bag. And every, every wrestler has got that bag. And I really, really enjoyed watching people standing almost the entire show. Mm-hmm. I mean, they stood almost that entire show. Yeah. I, yeah. I enjoyed that. That was, that was good television on Fox last night for sure. So now because of that first uh, segment, we find out uh, after hearing from Daniel Bryan, that it's going to be a strap match. Now the strap match challenge between the yeah. fiend and, and Daniel Bryan. It is the fiend, right? We we're not getting nerd we're not getting nerdy Bray, are we? We we no like no we we're, 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 we're going to get the fiend and okay. Uh, I thought it was I thought it was entertaining to see um, Bray Wyatt reference what was going on, mm-hmm. and you know sometimes you you kind of you, you you do have to separate them, but sometimes you get into Bray Wyatt and you you like the fact that he's kind of the liaison between the fiend and himself and how, how crazy is that sentence by the way what you just it's said. just so nuts That's it's so just ridiculous. so nuts but it's listen it's to what you're saying that we love what is wrong with you i'm, I'm crazy too <laughs> and you got to have a little bit of crazy in you to enjoy pro wrestling hold on I let mean, me write this like, down hold on the liaison between down. Hold on. What'd you say? The liaison between Bray Wyatt the fiend the fiend. and himself. And himself. I see. Okay. Yeah. Do you have a liaison between you and, and Mark Henry? Uh no. You don't uh, have I'm, that? Okay. I I I'm I'm straight out there. Like it's easy to get you get my phone number, my email, my social media tags, and you got me. That's so crazy. <laughs> There's no alter ego. Okay. All right, I got you. All right, I'm writing this but down. But it, it it is good to see uh, the Firefly Funhouse. I think that it adds an element to Bray Wyatt that uh, very few wrestlers in history have had. You know, you 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 think about Piper's Pit. You know, you think of Miz TV, but those don't actually do the same thing as the Firefly Funhouse. Like when that music plays. Everybody at home, everybody in the audience, they sit and they attentively wait and see what's going to be given to them. 
And I mean, it's like you're sitting there with your hands open, like your palms up, like, give me, give me, give me. And, and where in wrestling have you ever felt that or got that impression? See, that's the I'll thing. Wait. Yeah, no, it's, you're right. It's never it's been right. done. Especially in the modern day, it, it, this is something I'm looking forward to. When we worked together before, we were talking about Brian and, and The Fiend, and I said to you that I want this match at WrestleMania. That, but see, that's, I'm patient enough to wait, but I understand that today. And I wasn't. <laughs> yeah, I understand. I, know, I was patient enough because for those two, they don't have to touch until WrestleMania. But, that, but I understand that this is the program that they're in right now. And so we're going to see some violence here with this strap match that I'm looking forward to. Because if it's done well, Mark, it, it, could, be, it could be nasty. It would be nasty for both yeah. guys. I, I think it could be Wahoo McDaniels-like. You know, when, you, when I when I go back in history and I think about strap matches, mm-hmm. um, there was there was man outside of uh, oh nah I I think now nah, Wahoo was the guy. I mean Stan Hansen had some strap matches that I saw that I, I I was like wow I don't know if I can get away with that on television. But Wahoo he laid the strap on you and. You know, I don't know if you remember the strap matches that I had with Sheamus. Yeah. Um, like, a lot of that was me going back in history and studying uh, Wahoo and, and, and Stan. And uh, that was the end result. It, it worked. It was, it was a, a moment in history that defines me and Sheamus. Like, when people think of Mark Henry Sheamus, they think about that strap match. Um that was the the point of that. But Daniel can have that same effect. And I think they can even do some of the Stan Hansen stuff. They can do some of the uh, draping the guy with the strap off the top rope and different things. I mean, it's, it's so many options of what you could do. You just have to study. Yeah, you mentioned the Wahoo McDaniel stuff. That's that's when you were a fan, right? And watching Houston wrestling when it came through Beaumont, you you saw that live, oh, yeah. right? Yeah, oh, yeah, I saw it live at the Beaumont Civic Center. Uh, I I would see him in Houston. Um, you know, I think I saw him in in uh, Deritter, Louisiana, with my grandmother before. Wow, uh, man, we 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 traveled around to watch wrestling. I, I was a true fan. Man, that's that's crazy. Yeah, so that if you're looking for that, that some of that is on YouTube. Look for the Houston <laughs> wrestling, and you could be able to see some of that. You'll you'll see an old man in the in the corner calling it. His name's Paul Bosch. <laughs> you'll see him yeah. over there in the corner calling those yeah. matches and and eloquently uh, giving you his thoughts on on these crazy bloody matches. Yeah, that's that's where you want to go, as violent as you can, or up to the line in the WWE, obviously. But that's what you want because those were classic matches back in the day. You're so right about that. Yeah, I'm 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 a I'm a fan to my heart, and it always leads me back to now. And uh, I'm sure that the fans will not be so worried about WrestleMania that they can enjoy right now. And I wanted to see where Daniel Bryan can take this. Because, you know, like, you don't, this match is a stipulation match. So, you know, with the strap and everything, it's not a championship match, if you will. It's, it's more of a, the, the, the strap match. But at WrestleMania, it's going to be built around that title. And that 
is the one that, like you said, you was excited for. That's what I was looking for. Yes, that's what I. That's what I want. I want that to be a culmination of of that this feud coming together. Who's going to win? So like, say if Daniel wins at Royal Rumble. Okay, now we're going to see who's going to come out on top. Looking forward to that because it's because it works. It works, and I'm invested in it. Like what you're hearing? Catch Busted Open live Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156 or on demand with the Sirius XM app. One of the great promos that we heard, and it, it, these promos, and it still matters today, Mark, in 2020. Can you believe it? Yes, words speak louder sometimes than the in-ring action because it sets up everything. Let's go back right. to SmackDown on Fox and hear from Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan setting the whole thing up, getting ready for the strap match with uh, The Fiend coming up at the Royal Rumble. I challenge The Fiend to a strap match at the Royal Rumble. What that means is he's going to have one end of the strap tied around his hand. The other end is going to be tied around my hand. And we're going to go to war until one man wins. And I, I understand that it's dangerous. I understand that he's going to try to whip the flesh off my body. I understand that he's going to try to rip my arm out of socket. But I don't care. I am done with the mind games. I am done with the running. I'm done with him disappearing down that damn hole every time I get him in trouble. The Fiend, he changed me. And at the Royal Rumble, I'm going to change The Fiend and win the Universal Championship. There it is. Wow. That's all I need wow. right there. I'm ready. That's, I'm set now. I'm ready to go. I'm, I'm ready to see it. But what are we more ready for? Are we ready for the strap match? Are we ready for him being the holder of the Universal Championship? I think the emphasis is on the strap match mm -hmm. and not the title. So, you know, until the emphasis is on the title, you're not going to have my full and undivided attention. Like right now, I'm excited, and I can't wait to see what's going to happen in this match and, and what they're going to do with the strap. But the title is secondary. Never so, mentioned the title. Never mentioned it. You know why? Because they want you to see a fight. Not not the the raw fist yes. fight. Not that. No. We're actually talking about they, they, they're setting you up to be able to see the fight. And to give you the thought in the back of your mind, man, can Daniel Bryan beat The Fiend? Not to beat Bray Wyatt. Can he beat The Fiend? And can he beat him in a strap match? Can he do that? Now that gives you even more momentum. That feeling like, man, if he beats him in a strap match, then... He could definitely beat him for the Universal title. Yeah, I'm I'm invested in WrestleMania now because of this. It's just it's, you, it's a staircase effect with this. But you see that Daniel is aware of the fact that I, I've I've handed him his ass a couple of times. But every time he escapes, he gets away. But now he won't be able to go nowhere without me. Wherever he goes, I go. Mm -hmm. And that's that's something that's not that the fiend hasn't faced yet. Somebody that's not worried about the mind games, that's not worried about going down the rabbit hole. Like Daniel Bryan has set the tempo for what he feels like is his road to success, and that is locking himself 
up with the fiend to where they, they can't be parted. And he took it to him with a pair of scissors and a bad attitude last night. And that's something that the fiend hasn't had somebody hunt him. And Daniel Bryan has definitely turned himself into the hunter. Yeah. And I like it. And I, I like it a lot. And we talked before about when this all first started, Mark, I'm trying to figure out like who's the baby face, who's the heel. That still matters to me in, in 2020 because you, you're telling a story. Remember the story I told you with, with Vince Russo and Dutch Mantel? Remember that story I told you of, yeah, of, yeah. of Vince, Vince Russo <laughs> was trying to figure out, he tells Dutch Mantel at TNA, he goes, oh, bro, I just don't understand this baby face and heel thing, bro. Bro, I don't understand it. And Dutch said, you don't understand baby face and heel? Here, I got a book for you. Oh, a book, great, that'll help me. And what's the book? Um, uh, the Bible. And he walks away. <laughs> it's still that that still matters, right? It is to be able to understand like who should I root for, who should I not root for. It's more than everything can't be a spectacle. Everything can't and be the consequences. Here's a match. Right. Uh, uh, here's a perfect example. Perfect example. What's going to happen tonight, Mark? Tonight, a, a, a sport that we're going to be watching that we don't necessarily cover, but it's it's Donald Cerrone, Cowboy Cerrone against McGregor. There's a lot of people that can't stand McGregor. They can't they, that, that that can't stand him, right? Right, we fight some, nation. Yeah, yeah, but but someone, but someone is going to be like, I'm rooting for Cerrone because I need him to beat Connor because I can't stand right. Connor. It's Connor good wants to evil. Con, yeah, Connor wants to be the heel. So so you there's an investment I, there. Since since we're on since we're in this little rabbit hole right here, um, did you see the press conference? Did I you did. see the weigh in? I did. What did you feel about Conor? Conor McGregor is on quality control. He's got people around him going, hey, don't go out there and be and make a spectacle of yourself. Mm-hmm. Don't bring that Conor McGregor machismo to the stage because you will be judged. You're still, he's just like, Conor McGregor is just like the Usos right now. They've had mm. trouble. Mm-hmm. They've done things that they're not proud of. Speaking of the Usos, I don't, I don't know if Connor gives a damn. I think that he's more worried about his business failing and people getting off the Conor McGregor bandwagon than he is his image. I, I just feel that way. That's just my feeling. Um, the optics say that Conor McGregor is in quality control. He's we got to fix this. The brand is suffering. The prices on the liquor is down. Like the UFC realizes that, well, let's get something out of him before it's completely gone. Right. That's what's going on, guys. And I want to see how this is going to play out because of the business implications, not because I care about what goes on with Conor McGregor. He He's not been a wrestling fan. He said things that uh, was completely out of line, especially uh, as it relates to him coming in the locker room and slapping everybody. Because I'm going to tell you, at that time, I was actually in the locker room. I welcome any 140-pound or less guy on the planet to come and slap my face. I will tear your skin off, and I will hang it in my closet. And there's... 
50 guys in that WWE locker room that will hand him his ass. Just so y'all know. Mm-hmm. So don't think for one second that, you know, a 140-pound dude is going to go in there and survive against Braun Strowman. I, I wouldn't put him I – would, I would say that, that, that Chad Gable would rake him over the coals. Chad Gable would have him screaming for his mama. I, so I don't think – and, 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 hey, go over there to AEW. There's <laughs> a few some guys over there that can take your face off too. There ain't not one wrestling company that don't have shooters. Please, guys, don't don't get it twisted. That the, there's a reason that you have weight classes is to keep you from getting swallowed whole. It don't matter how great a great white shark is, when a blue whale enters, they become the king of the ocean. So, but anyway, I digress. I want to see how it's going to play out. Is Conor McGregor going to win? And the UFC branding continue to go? Or is Cowboy going to win? And they basically say, you know what? We're done with you. Because if he if he starts to, uh, to lose right here, the cash cow is dead. You understand the point, though, of being able to invest. Listen to that, that promo you just cut on Conor McGregor. That's an unlikable character. Now you are invested because you do want to see that veteran Cerrone be able to get a big win because he's really kind of a contender. Cerrone is a good is a good fighter, but he's just there to try to build Connor. Actually, that's what the right. matchup is for. But but understand the point. Like when we we talk about the Fiend and Daniel Bryan, you want to have that same investment. Like I don't like the Fiend because of blah 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 because of a reason. I'm rooting for Daniel Bryan because I believe in Daniel Bryan. I believe in his ability. He's been at the mountaintop before. He's climbing up again, trying to be the Universal Champion. That's what I mean. That's the investment you want. You want to have that investment. Yes. UFC is, is stolen from us as wrestling fans for years. <laughs> they don't want to admit it, but they've stolen it for years. Because look at the story, Conor McGregor. Look, look at those press conferences. Look at it. He's 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 doing the same thing as some of the greatest ever to hold a microphone. Same thing. Yeah. Same thing. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music, plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. A lot of people think you need a car to enjoy SiriusXM, but you don't. You can listen outside the car. Right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Just go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. You can listen on your phone, at home, and online. That's SiriusXM.com busted. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. Weekly Winner is a show is a segment where uh, my Saturday normal host Ryan McKenna, who's on a uh, little sabbatical, um, we we talk about the best wrestling of the week, and it's not confined to one brand of wrestling. Uh, last week, you know, watching New Japan, wow, it stole it. Yeah. So I mean, it's 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 any it's no bounds. Every company available. You name one, we talk about it and we pick who is our weekly winner. And what we say is kind of from the the whole uh, Nick uh, Colin Farrell, not Colin Farrell. Um, shit, I, I, I've been hitting the head a lot. 
Yes, but, I, I understand uh, that. Yes, I watched that. Yeah. I told you. But it's 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 funny <laughs> to me that I can see it in my head, but then it won't come out. But well, who, who we always say the, the the diary of Ricky Bobby. Yes. Uh, if you're not first, you're last. And yes. that's that's what this is. You can explain about second, third, or fourth, or whatever if you want to, but it comes down to who was the weekly winner. Will Ferrell, yes. From, Will yes. Ferrell. Will Ferrell, Jeez. yes. Different Ferrell. Um, a whole different Ferrell for a whole different kind of uh, family. But I, I, I have my choices. Oh, by the way, by the way, as we give our choices, do you agree with Corey Graves uh, from his podcast, After the Bell, he says that WrestleMania should be broken up in two days, just like New Japan with their Wrestle Kingdom. Do you agree with that? You know what? I, I would be all for it because I've been at the arena for 11 hours before for, mm-hmm. you know, 14 hours for a seven hour show. It's, it's, it's hard. And if you can break it up, then you can be at the arena for three and a half hours. Um, you know, well, you'll be at the arena for twice that amount, but you wouldn't be at the arena for 14 hours. You'd be there six, seven hours for a three hour show. Mm-hmm. You know, you have two, three hour shows Saturday and Sunday. That, that makes a hell of a lot of difference. And it, it makes your weekend, you make you feel like you got more out of your weekend. I think that's, I think that's a good idea. And you're talking about double the gate, right? It's in the same facility. It's the same building. If it's in the same facility, I mean, it would be hard. I don't. I don't know if you'll be able to sell double the, you know, eighty thousand tickets. But maybe you can. And if that's the case, then the profit margin is increased, and you just basically have to clean up and and start it all over again. I actually like that idea because of what I saw from New Japan. I watched Russell Kingdom, and I'm not necessarily like this over-the-top New Japan guy, but I know it's their signature tentpole event, so I wanted to see what it's going to be like. First of all, I'm interested in, in the gaijings. I want to see what a Moxley looks like. I want to see what um, what Fit Finley's son looks like um, and so many others that's on that on that card. Chris Jericho, of course, but then just to see Okada uh, in the in the ring, to see Liger toward the end in his retirement match. I was interested in that, but I, I was never tired of it because it was broken up in two days. So I had time yeah. to be able to kind of digest instead of, you know, watching a whole eight or nine hour event. So I, right. I and you, you look at you look at Kotobushi's like all of this, all of those matches. Uh, I never got tired because, you know, well, I was tired initially the first 30 minutes because I woke up at one o'clock in the morning Oh, uh, or I woke up at 1245. Oh, and boy. By the time I brushed my teeth and got a bowl of cereal, uh, it was 1 a.m. And I stayed up until after uh, our show on Saturday, starting at uh, eight o'clock Texas time, central time mm-hmm. and finishing at 11. So. I didn't go to sleep until noon. So, man, it was it was uh 16 hours of being awake was pretty rough. Yeah, but I, I like that breakup. So that that's something that uh, Corey Graves talked about. So, as far as the the show, for me, uh it is NXT UK. That's my show of the week and that's because mm. because and there's your curveball there and here's why. NXT UK. If you just like your wrestling mark if you like your just your 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 basic 
uh, bacon and eggs of wrestling and promos and wrestling and promos, you get that NXT UK. And that, you know what? As an old school wrestling fan, that's all I really need. I don't necessarily need pyro and ballyhoo. I don't necessarily have to have a lot of fireworks and gaga in my wrestling all the time. I just get the bread and butter, the, the basics from NXT UK. Those young men and women work so hard and Valter to see him as United Kingdom champion. Watching Valter go at it, he reminds me of the old films now that are starting to uh, resurface of a young Andre. Not Andre in the 80s, not Andre in the 70s, but like a spry Andre when he can move, bump and feed, do a lot of different things in the ring. Walter reminds me of that in a lot of different ways. He's a unique character. And guess what? It ain't got to be pretty. People are are wondering about Walter because of his size. It don't have to be pretty. That guy, when he chops you, that's for real. You don't need the big show shush. It's going to resonate throughout the uh, arena. You're going to hear that chop because he gets it all. It ain't never 70% or 80%. When Walter gets you, he gets you. And I, I don't know, if, Mark, you had to tell me whether or not you think uh, Walter is uh, like a tough guy. All I know is that he's a terrific performer in the ring. And I just think that NXT UK, I, that's a must watch for me every week. But I just think coming off of that Blackpool show they had, that uh, pay-per-view that they had, it was very, very solid. Uh, I, I agree um, to an extent. Um, when it came to pro wrestling, uh, this was a really, really good week. And as you mm-hmm. started off with um, us talking about NXT UK, great show, mm-hmm. great show. Uh, the most entertaining show was SmackDown yesterday. Mm-hmm. I would have to say that SmackDown was the most entertaining show of the week. But when it boils down to the best wrestling show of the week, I would have to go to NXT. NXT had unbelievable matches. I was sat I sat on my couch with my jaw agape because of the complexity in the tags and the finish of having Bianca Belair go over in the uh, the, the women's battle royal uh, gave me a little bit of what to look forward to for Sunday next week. And um, I, I would have to give the nod to NXT. And then I'll give a close second to the entertainment value of SmackDown, uh, AEW, and yeah, I'd have to say AEW and NXT UK was a draw. NXT but UK, NXT to me, number one. So you know what? You and I agree. It's just different sides of the pond. <laughs> did Did you see Did you see the match between Tyler Breeze, Leo Rush, and? Um, Scott, yeah, and Swerve Scott, and yeah, Swerve. I, I saw it. Oh my God! <laughs> First of all, there's too much swagger in that in that match alone. Three, those three guys. It was it, Listen, it Tyler was Breeze oozed. came down with his machismo. Yeah. Look yes. at me, yes. I'm fly. Swerve Scott, oh man, my teeth. I was sucking my teeth. There was so much sugar. <laughs> and Leo Rush came down with his arrogance. 
And look at me. I'm going to show you cats. Man, listen. That that match was unbelievable. And then you follow it up, and then you have the match with Webster. Bro. Yeah. That that match was so live. I mean, it was so live. And then, you know, like, I'm, I'm a fan of the Bruiserweight, right? Yep. And I love Pete Dunne. And Pete Dunne and Matt Riddle, they look like a seasoned tag team. See how that works? Two guys that can work together and look how they, they, they work together. It's you terrific. can put them with anybody. Yeah. But they they know wrestling, and they were just good. That that match was, I mean, it, it was complicated, too. They did a bunch of really, really complicated stuff. And then they hooked you in the beginning. They said, let me show you what time it is. And they brought Keith Lee in there. And then Keith Lee is like, listen, man, I, listen, whatever it is, if it is what it is. If y'all want some, come get some. And and they went at it, and they put the edge on him. Of course, he they had him get a little beat down. But then you had Daddy's Home. Man, when you, you, you bring out one star after other, like that show was so layered. And all of this was not the main event. Right. The main event, the women killed it. And there's a lot of times you see battle royals and you see people just laying around and they sitting in the corner and somebody's trying to throw them out over the top and then they fall back in. Man, that that match was action the whole time. And and there were a lot of implications between the women of maybe I'll get with you next time. Maybe I'll right now, let's finish what we had some unfinished business. And then you had everybody down at one point. And then you had Martinez, and and you had the the former uh, champion, who I think is as good as any female wrestler in the world. I mean, you 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 sit there and you you put her in front of Becky Lynch, and she makes Becky Lynch look like okay, we're even. Yeah, and well, I. I'll that tell you match, this. it was it was just so full of uh, of life and and so so many good options that I had to give them number one. They were my weekly winner, and if you're not first, you're last. You're last. I liked NXT. the NXT that. <laughs> first of all, there was so much. It was it's so much uh, swagginess that was just permeating off my TV when you have Swerve Scott and Tyler Breeze. Uh, and Leo Rush on in the ring at the same time. All, all, I mean, it was just coming the out of swaggiest. my TV. Oh my god! Like oh, the swaggiest so, title. I tweeted this out when I was watching that match. I'm like, there's got to be somewhere, some independent somewhere that Swerve Scott and Leo Rush had to, to wrestle. Right? I need to see I'm that sure. match. I want to see that match. That's what I mean. After watching that match, I'm like, I need to see these two because they they both have the same persona. Both you know, cocky and they believe that they're like the, the baddest thing in the yard and all that. But it's like, I need to see these two wrestle. That's the thing that came out to me. The other thing is you mentioned those matches. And so this is another reason why I'm an NXT UK fan. And I appreciate that brand because I've seen these guys a ton on that UK side. So when I see Flash Morgan Webster and when I see, you know, when I'm watching that, when I'm watching the grizzled young veterans, now I know what they can do. So now, and I see Gallus coming in there. So then I know what they can do. So then when they come to full sale, it's like, okay, 
Let's see how they're going to be able to work. That's why I'm as excited about when worlds collide as I am uh, the Royal Rumble because it's the clash of styles. And so I think that that's, that's fun. That's why this Dusty Classic is very good. Yeah, man, listen, Webster is, is going to be somebody special. Uh, but the one thing that that show missed, and if 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 the world was perfect, um, I would have loved to have a a healthy Velveteen Dream in that match. And if you add a Velveteen Dream to the make that a four way between Tyler Breeze, oh my God, Scott and Leo, brother. <sighs> Bro, it it would be something. very hard of any brand of wrestling on television to compete with them. I got my that, church that's fan how out. that's how good that could have been. Hold on, hold my church fan. Hold on. A oh, second. he ain't got no. He ain't break oh. out the church fan. Yeah, I did. Oh my god. Well, sometimes <laughs> it gets hot, and the air conditioning just won't do. You gotta break out the church fan. It's right in your face. Make your wrist limber. You gotta swing it from right to left. Oh, somebody, somebody. I just put twenty dollars in the pulpit right here. There you go. There's that twenty right there for you, man. Put no, that's for anything else. That's that collection plate around. No, 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 no. You just get the twenty I just put up there. I ain't coming back up there. So you just take that twenty and pull it, put it in your pocket. Woo! That I mean, imagine oh. all, all so that much. That would have been crazy. Oh my! That, that'd have been the swaggiest match of all time. Hey, you didn't mention uh, uh, on my list, on my short list here of matches. Like, I enjoyed SmackDown last night. I enjoyed the hell of that because of the nostalgia of it being in Greensboro. You didn't mention that's on my list, the NWA. I would have loved to see you. See, this is why I got to go back and watch you in Memphis. I know you don't want me to see that, <laughs> but, oh, but, 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 you were, but you were part of that kind of arena TV studio crowd. That's how you started with Lawler. Yeah, I love so, Power. So you would you would be great on Power. The Mark Henry on Power. Oh my! You looking in the in the TV telling them how you're gonna crush people? Oh my God! Look at me when I'm talking to you. When yeah. the world's strongest man speaks, you listen. Yeah, you. I, I love the I love the TV uh, arenas and. Uh, I mean, even Ohio Valley Wrestling, you can go on and look up the Ohio Valley Wrestling archive, uh, me wrestling Cena and Batista and Brock and Shelton Benjamin uh, before B.J. Payne and guys before they were famous, Mm -hmm. Uh, Randy Orton, um, CM Punk. I mean, the list goes on. I mean, it's Ohio Valley Wrestling was good for me and, and my development, and it put me into another decade of wrestler. Like, I, I mean, I had, I had been wrestling for a long time before I got to that group of guys, and I've wrestled with those guys for 20 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's I, crazy, I would love, man. I would love to see you that. And, and so what's and I've been watching that closely, too, because Marty Skrull now is heavily involved with Ring of Honor as a, as a talent and also as a writer, but you can see that there's a relationship there between ROH and NWA and the power show. So the struggle between what's going on with ring of honor and NWA is starting to come to the surface here. 
And so I, I've been joining that. It's, and also there's veterans and young talent on that roster as well, some people we haven't seen yeah. in a while. Scott Steiner's on that show now, so I've watched that this past week. Really good. Good stuff. Yeah, I'm I'm not discrediting <coughs> their show because I, I really enjoy it. And, um, you know, Aaron is a brother of mine, and mm-hmm. I have to watch and check him out. Um, and, you know, Dave Lagana is, is you know, I, I've not professed my love for him, but, like, you know, he's one of the people that I, I respect and love uh, in this business because he loves the business like I do and is willing to sacrifice for pro wrestling. And I, I'm not, I don't know Billy Corgan very well. I've met him a couple of times, but I, I wouldn't say that we were friends, but I love the fact that he loves pro wrestling. And I can respect that. And they got the real world champion there, you know. The 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 real world champion, um, yeah, Nick Aldis. Nick Aldis, you know. The, uh, Nick Aldis says he's the real world champion. So, and he and he and he is. It's hard to argue. Roost. It's hard yeah. to argue that his title is is probably the oldest. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the is. most highly regarded. It's it's got more. Uh, Superstars have held that title than any other. Like what you're hearing? Catch Busted Open live Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156 or on demand with the Sirius XM app. Morrison is definitely a, a matured and uh, he looks like a he looks like a bona fide player. And uh, I, I was so happy to see him come back. I didn't like the way he came back, but. Uh, they made up for it uh, with the interview on Miz TV and with yeah. his de- bu- debut match against, re-debut, if that's a word, mm-hmm. um, with Big E. And the crowd, when Big E came out, I mean, they always erupt when you hear uh, New Day coming to the ring. But you could tell that the crowd was like, it's been a while since Big E went against a legit guy. And that's exactly what we got. We got a legit guy match on both sides. John Morrison and Big E uh, had one of the better matches that I've seen on SmackDown uh, in a few weeks past. This, that was a really, really good match. Want to see more Big E solo? I do. He's got a lot to do. I want to see it. No, I'm, me. I'm talking about. I, I want to see more Big E because I know that he's got something to give. But he's always tied to a tag team, so we only see half of what he can do. That was a good match for Big E. It didn't hurt Big E at all because even no. with that with that loss yesterday, it makes you want to see more. And with John Morrison, just watching him from when his his time with the WWE, watching him at Impact Wrestling, Lucha Underground, you start you continue to see the development of John Morrison, the character. Uh, uh, got it. He has a voice, but here's what I did not like. It's just the same old thing that the WWE loves to hang themselves with. And that is, well, let's see. So how can we turn Miz back as a, as a heel? Well, he always was a heel, but he was trying, they tried him as a baby face and it, it was kind of, I think it was mild at best. I don't think everybody bought the Miz as this good guy, but what did the WWE do? Well, let's see. Let's see. Who can, wait, how can we how can we spin this? Oh, that's right. We'll blame the fans. 
Every time you're looking for an outlet to try to change somebody, it's because of the fans. Bailey changed because of the fans. This person changes because of the fans. It's always the thing they hang their they they hang themselves with. You know, if we can find a way to blame someone for the change, let's blame the fans. No, I blame you. Know, you'll blame the fans for Miz turning a a, a a a a blind eye to the fans. No, don't don't, don't blame the fans. You decided well, it, to do it this. It didn't seem like it didn't seem like it was uh, Miz blaming the fans. It was John Morrison that was blaming the fans because they didn't have any compassion for Miz, like he did, which it brings it back on him. And I, I look at it completely different. Like I mean, Miz was not the one that was like, "Hey, Miz apologized." Right, in, right before that segment, Miz came out and was like, "Listen, uh, I was in my own feelings. I, 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 you know, I was worried about me. I, I, I came out. I did this. I'm sorry." In his words, "I'm sorry." And John was like, "No, don't apologize to them. They don't know you. They don't respect what you've done and this. And you're a family guy. That wasn't Miz. So the heat was on John Morrison and." Uh, and rightfully so. I, I, I enjoyed the fact that John Morrison was like taken up for his friend, but just like Bailey and Sasha blindly taken up for each other, it don't make you right because you side with your friend. It just means you're a good friend. Stop blaming me. That's the thing. Every time somebody turns, you got to blame me. Stop blaming me. You got to blame the fan. You, 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 decided you don't, you don't to do like the you... fan being blamed. It's lazy. Oh. It's lazy. It, no, it is, it's lazy. It's lazy. You 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 can't keep blaming the fans every time you want to turn somebody. That's all you got back there in the back. You in know the what? Room? If, if blame the fans, don't, the only other the option was to blame the WWE, and they yeah. didn't want to. They didn't want to get they, the WWE would. That would make him a babyface. <laughs> It would make him a babyface if he if 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 if, if uh, Morrison would have came out there and said, you know what, guys, um, I got to get this off my chest. The reason that I left was because of the WWE. It wasn't because of you guys. I've always worked hard for the fans. I wanted to do good for the fans, but the WWE didn't look at me as a major player. They didn't think that my talent was good enough. They thought that there were other people that would ser- best serve you. Well, here I am. I'm back to save the day. So I guess they were wrong. Now you you created a baby face. Because the crowd is going to go, yeah, you tell them, John. And that's not what they wanted out of him. You know, I can understand. I, well, I mean, what what are, what are the options? Yeah, well, him don't. come back, him come back and blame Miz or blame another wrestler that's there for taking their spot. There you go, taking their opportunity. That's that's go. the only other option. There you go, Mark. So let's see, that's that. What you just said there was better than six months of writing. <laughs> it's right, right there. Because <laughs> so, because all of it is about us. Every time you turn somebody, it's because of us. Like Sasha's mad, so does you blame the fans. Oh, you, uh, Bailey turns because of the fans? No, it's not, but blame somebody in the locker room. How about that? Some someone in the lot, not even management. Someone in the locker room. That's that makes more sense to me. All these turns can't be because of me. 
Oh, I, it's my fault. Oh, I guess it's my fault. I keep messing up as a fan. Well, it's, it's on me. I'm so sorry. Come on, man. Come on. Well, I guess uh, we, we have our opinions. I mean, it, it, it does seem a little odd that the fan is getting the heat rather than somebody <laughs> that you're actually going to get in the ring with. <laughs> I, 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 can, I, I can see the point. I can see the point. The point has been made. I get it. Wait, is it the, uh, the, the, the fan versus John Morrison? Is that what just the fan? Is it like is it, it. Is it, that's is that's it, gonna sell tickets. It's like it's like it's Shawn Michaels teaming with God to take on the McMahon. This this blame just this just this this whole person you can't see. This this the fans in general blame the WWE universe. If all else fails, blame us for the turn. Come on, mm. man. Miz has always been a heel. Now we talk about square pegs and round holes in the WWE, right? That they tried right. with the Miz, but and Miz, I will, I'll give him credit. I'll give him this much credit. There was some babyface fire from the Miz, but the disconnect was when he takes on Bray Wyatt. If you if someone comes in your house and tries to attack your family, you're gonna wrestle him like you're wrestling a regular match in Manchester, New Hampshire. No, you, you're gonna try to beat his you ass. Gonna come you're gonna down to... to the ring with a damn uh, red robe on. Yeah, like, right. I, I, there was a there was a lot of disconnects with uh, when Miz wrestled the thing uh, Bray a, Wyatt. A fight, Mark. You you trying to kill that dude, and yeah, so I'm and get so you in the parking lot. Right, right. That's and not. Gonna, and then we're gonna fight all the way to the ring. Right, right. That's a fight. They like you. You're gonna try to 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 mess with my family and my children. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna fight. We're gonna go after it. We're not gonna. I'm not gonna do the troll in the ring. I'm not gonna wear my my robe and just wait for Bray Wyatt to come down the ringside. That's not a fight. So I just you know. <laughs> it, yeah, listen. I, I've seen baby faces do dumb things and made and made it seem like they're not very smart. That just wasn't very smart. So the best thing was for him to be with Morrison. That works for me because that's who he is. Yeah. Well, stop blaming. You're right me, Mark. again. You sold me. You sold me. There you go. Stop. Blaming I was on me. the. I was disagreeing, and you argued your points, sir. Did you ever think about litigation? You ever thought about <laughs> being a lawyer? Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM, Fight Nation, Channel 156, the Busted Open Podcast.